Hello and welcome to EPR with your favorite environmental enthusiasts, Nick and Laura. On today's episode, it's a mini-sode. Laura and I talk about government shutdown, end-of-year blitz, and sales. And finally, yesterday in New York City, they had a record amount of rainfall that had not happened since 1882. Dear gosh. That's wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and on that high note, hit that music. <laughs> I mean, we had like the busiest time. It's the busiest time of year for those that, you know, as we work with the federal government, which, you know, the fiscal year ends on September 30th, which is today, <laughs> as we're recording, not as you're listening <laughs> to it. So, yeah, from there, like a lot, most of our contracts come through this week and the week before. And really, all so of So, tell our, me, hold on. Yeah. For people listening who haven't gotten into this work yet, like, what does that mean? So, there's a, the way contracting works. With the federal government, you can get a contract any time of year, but there's a couple of things that kind of push those to the end of the year. And one of them is just not knowing what they need for the year. So there's a, you know, a plan that every agency, every group or every organization goes through and they have to get certain things approved for them to start building a, a project or doing whatever they want to do for an installation, for, you know, building a road, whatever it is, they have to have a plan for that and they have to have a an idea on what it costs. So they spend a lot of their time trying to sort those things out. And then as they get to the end of the year, they have money that they have to spend or they lose it. And and so then then there's like a mad scramble for because no matter how you, well you plan, there's always a, you know, how do you solve the jigsaw puzzle, right? You have a billion dollars. How do you spend a billion dollars on seventy five hundred projects or whatever it is, right? It seems easy, mm-hmm. except once you get down to the last bit and then you're trying to sort and move money around to try to find where things will fit based on price and cost. And if you're wrong in your estimates and all these other things kind of make it a challenge. So by the end of the year, you're kind of all of that is coming together at once all into one point because they have to do it by today, uh, (laughs) by September 30th. (laughs) Otherwise they could lose the money that they don't allocate. And it is a strange process and phenomenon, but that is kind of the law of the land when you're working with the federal government. Right. And so who does this affect? Just companies like yours that go after federal dollars? Well, uh, and, and the, the federal agencies as well. Many of my friends in the industry are also exhausted, I would say. But yes, a lot of the companies that work for federal government are really, really... Basically, you know, I worked for two straight weeks, probably 12, 14, 16 hour days, depending on the day. So I'm exhausted, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, um, but it's just one of those things because everyone's working hard, everyone's working long hours. And it's like when you get a you know proposal that you need to revise and it's like seven o'clock, 7 p.m., you're like, well, I mean, they just sent this to me at 7 p.m. I'm going to review and revise it. And it's going to take me half an hour, an hour. I'll send it back to them. And then you might get another version back. You know, it's kind of this back and forth kind of thing. Because there's also negotiation and price and all these other things that go into it. But it's hard to it's hard to do. It's not easy. And yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people that take that, time off after this too. Yeah. That's you like in the management leadership level. How does that affect people who are out there doing the assessments and doing the work? Well, I mean, I guess there, there's a, a couple of different ways. Like there's people who are 
you know, like if you would win a lot of work, you know, um, <laughs> it's actually a double head sword. If you win a ton of work, like more than you're expecting, then all of the people that you have working for you are going to be working more on more things and will be busier. And that is, it sounds like a really good thing, but it's very hard to do without, you know, having a plan for hiring new people and things like that. And sometimes you can supplement that by having other companies help you with these big projects. But then if you don't win as much money as you're expecting, and then kind of the opposite happens where you're like, well, we have to let some people go or find new ways. If you're a big enough company, even like ours, like the, the answer isn't usually, well, we got to fire everyone. The answer is usually, well, okay, let's see where, where can we reallocate resources in the company to still help in other areas. So most larger companies are more like that, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. You know, I've had to go through a downsizing in one of my previous companies, and that was really tough. It was a hard thing because you, you know, I mean, you have a survivor's guilt, you know, if you're still there, which is what happened to me. I didn't even know what it was until then. I'm like, why am I so depressed and upset? And, you know, all these things, I made it through. And so, yeah, there's lots of different things that are kind of complicated. I mean, for us this year, we had a really great end of year. That's fantastic. I'm really, really thankful for that. And it's a, a relief. And now I'm already starting to stress about how we do it again next year. <laughs> so I was just going to say, so when does the process start all over? Yes. I mean, it, technically it starts tomorrow, but really it's, there's going to be times like for the job that I have, I basically have to kind of re-engage with some clients in another month or so. And then it's just kind of keeping up those points of contact to find where new projects are coming, new money is going to be allocated, all that kind of stuff. So it's just getting information and following through on it. I don't know. It's a lot of fun for me. Uh, you know how I like to connect with people. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a strange shock to you, I'm sure. But uh, it's not for everybody. It's not easy. Yeah, so fun. No way. I know. I know. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. But yeah, I don't know. It's a stressful time of year for a lot of anyone working in contracting, anyone working in the federal industry. I mean, it's a little different for like DOTs. They don't, they tend to do things a little differently. So it doesn't seem to be as much of an issue for their groups. But yeah, if you have friends that work with, <laughs> the federal government right now if you just give them a hug <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's a long time or you know give them some space let them rest either way you know check in but yeah this mental health is important you know you got to take care of it yeah so how does your company work with your staff on mental health uh that's a great question so i think most companies have good resources for providing opportunities for you to reach out I mean, and ours does as well. There's a, there's a hotline that you can call. There's a, a list of, I think, and you can find a list of providers for you if you need to talk to somebody or do anything like that. And I think most companies have something like that. Most bigger companies do. And, and like we're in a funny, small, big category where we have thousands of people who are still a small business. So, I mean, technically by the letter of the law because of how the law was written. So it's a really funny thing. So I, I would say smaller businesses have a harder time with that. I, I think that's one of the things we've we've talked to people on the show about that. Also, some small businesses don't, don't even have HR departments, you know, and we have one for yeah. each one of our business lines. So yeah, there's a lot of different resources out there for sure. But, you know, I mean, every person's so, so different and how they want to handle their health and their well-being. So really, it's just having options is, is the best thing. And that's what we do. It's great questions cool. this early in the morning, Laura. I tell you. <laughs> I'm in interview mode. So I know also that young people, especially they get hired at a consulting firm and they're either surprised or just not really enjoying the fact that they may have to also go out and get work. Mm -hmm. So I don't think all consulting firms 
have that as a requirement, but I know yours does, I believe, right? So well, like, what does that mean also? Like that's not federal contracts, right? That's something else. No, and it's, um, <laughs> we call it uh, being a seller doer. And, you know, it's, yeah, Sam's making a face. I didn't say it was a good term. It's just what the term is. <laughs> um, but it sounds much scarier than it is. And I would say most junior staff, for example, don't have a requirement to do that here, but they already kind of do it anyway. So it's one of those things where like, if you're interacting with a client at all and you're being respectful and they, the client ends up liking you as a person, like when we brought Sam on, for example, I, I know our, our clients were like, we like her. <laughs> she's good at, at what we, you know, she, she's good at understanding what we're doing and she's really fast and she's really, really good because fast and good are not always the same thing. So there's things like that, that, <laughs> that, um, kind of help sell Dawson or whoever else it is to the client because you're, you're saying, Hey, look at this great. We have a great resource for you here that's being run by someone who is very competent. And that's a selling point. That's one way to sell us. And then there's, you know, more direct ways where you're talking with, and as you get up the ladder, like where I am, you know, that's a requirement for me. I need to go to conferences and meet clients, make new connections, maintain existing ones, which is actually much more important than meeting new ones. And it's a lot more direct, right? That is literally like, hey, what are you guys working on this year? What can we help you with? Kind of thing. Right. Right. But, you know, one of my other employees works with one of the Army Corps agencies, and she's been doing really great work in the field with wetland surveys and stuff like that. And so she's like, hey, do you guys have anything else going on um, <laughs> next year? And they're like, oh, actually, yes, we have about a million dollars worth of wetland work, right? And <laughs> that that was way more than we were expecting, but it's incredible. You know, it's just like based on the work that we've already done and our willingness to ask for something else. That became a project for us. That's kind of how at the end of right. the year, that was one of the ones that was allocated you know, to, for us to do. So it was really cool to do. Yeah. We had to, you know, you have to compete for some of these. And so it's not always like directly like amazing, but sometimes you don't. And yeah, that's a really cool thing. So I don't know. Our yeah. whole company, yeah, I hope that answers. Yeah. I'm selling in general, right? Like done before proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Who else wants to do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sam, that's how do true. you feel about seller doer? I didn't really know I was doing it, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but it's, it's cool. Although the name does need to change. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a multitasker. I don't know. And then it sounds like you're a superhero. So I don't know. The multitasker. Let's go yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sales king, queen. I don't know. Don't like that. <laughs> no. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's one of those things that I think most people don't even realize they're doing it when they're doing it. Sometimes it can be as simple as like you have a you have a kickoff meeting, you're talking to somebody and you just ask some questions like you're getting to know anybody else. And if they say things like, man, you know, I'm having a hard time with X, Y, Z, then you should say that because we I was just talking to somebody about wanting to do more of that. We can help you. And so sometimes it seems like, you know, there's people who are, you know, business development leads who, you know, you don't you want to avoid that used car salesman thing. I think that's really scary. <laughs> and a little off-putting for most people. If you're like, hey guy, what's up? How are things? I'm great. Aren't you? Um, <laughs> you know, that that kind of thing. There are people that are like that, but most of the time those that doesn't work. But most people are like, can you please leave me alone? I'm trying to do my job. But most people aren't like that. The most of the interactions you have, most of the selling is much simpler than that. So yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of a neat thing. 
And I feel like, like you said, it's not really part of their job, but I feel like you've mentioned before that some people aren't bringing in enough money. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that sounds like that is their job. Yeah, I think for some people, there's, it just depends. Like if you're in like a, a more senior role, just about every senior leader person has some kind of sales goal. You know, like I have one and my my program managers have one as well. But a lot of it is, you know, collaborative. And so even though there's a goal on one person, that one person is not on an island. It's like, you must find a million dollars or whatever <laughs> it is. It's more like we have to work together to get there. And it's a year long process, truthfully. Like we've had, you know, small and like, you know, for cultural resources, we have, you know, a bunch of small projects that are setting us up to get bigger ones in the future. And, you know, we just got a bigger one a couple of, well, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, those are the kind of building blocks to doing something, to getting more of what we want and need for the group. And uh, yeah, so no one's on an island, but yeah, the people do have, once you get to a certain leadership position, that that's part of your job. And, you know, there's not like if you miss the goal, then you're immediately fired or anything like that. We don't work that way, but it's really more of a, is this a viable business line? Are we able to maximize this if it's not working? Why? And try to find solutions to the problem. And if those continue and there's issues other elsewhere, then, then maybe it's something that's something that's, you know, that has to change. But yeah, it's not even like, you know, like Wall Street, it's stereotype kind of thing. At least not where we are. And I don't think most companies yeah. run that way either, truthfully. But okay, cool. Well, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> so this is a mini episode today for this very reason, because lots of people are busy. You've been busy. So a uh, short break for today on interviews. So mm-hmm. if we want to, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Well, I mean, I will ask one for you, Laura, from one, you know, for me to you. So for you, it's different, right? You have uh, lots of different businesses going on. You have lots of different plans, ideas, work. What uh, you have to also do some kind of selling for you. Oh, I yeah. don't think I don't <laughs> think they're that different than what we do. But I don't know how. How do you go about? Okay, I have a plan. I've got an idea. How do you go from you know beginning to end on it? Yeah, I do have to do a lot of selling. I think the the most challenging part for you know owning your own business and, and working at this level is clearing space to make the sales. So, you know, I find myself doing a lot of, of the work, the daily work myself. And then it's like, you don't get to the sales because you're busy working with the clients, but you have to get to making the sales. Yeah. That's always the goal is, you know, delegating and hiring other people to do the main pieces of the work. And of course, for some of the stuff I do, I, it has to be me. There's no one else who can consult on my behalf. With mm-hmm. me. But yeah, the process itself, I mean, it's just a matter of, for each company, is a little different. Some, you can do email reach out, and that's fine. Some, you know, you can, you have to be in the room and you have to talk to people. For others, people need to, and for all of them, people need to see you've done the work before. Yes. Yes. So like you said, on the cultural resources, you're doing smaller projects to get there. You know, my media company, we've, we've done, we just, we just put out a musical documentary, a little documentary for um, Byron Cage, he's a drummer who tours the world. Um, yeah, so like now we have documentaries underneath our belt. So like, let's yeah. go get more documentaries. Yeah. Um, so I've got to reach out to people who who would fit what we're doing and who'd be interested and have the budget <laughs> to do what we want to do. Right. So I think for you, when you're talking about, you know, you do the work and you ask a client or you meet someone at a conference, it's not maybe easier, but you're at least in the room with the target audience. Yeah. Right. Like for me, a big struggle is 
getting in the same space with the target audience or even figuring out who they are. Yeah. So, you know, it's like narrowing it down because, you know, what kind of, because then you get into what kind of documentary and have you ever done one for this genre before? And have you done mm-hmm. that? And, uh, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you yeah. do for who? But, and then book publishing, well, what kind of books do you publish? And, you know, it's like, even that like started as one vision and it's kind of grown into like, we do all kinds of books. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like a, it's like a puzzle process for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a puzzle. It really is. It's like putting a puzzle together because you have to find all these things. And even if you know who the target audience is, do they have the money that you need? Do they uh, yeah. like you? <laughs> you know, there's all these things that kind of come together. Yeah. And that's cool. Well, and it's, it's the timing, right? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your example about the wetlands. Oh yeah. We have something coming up next year. Like maybe we have something coming up, but it's in our five year plan. You right. know, that doesn't mm-hmm. help Dawson right now. No. <laughs> Someone tells me they want a, a documentary in four years. That doesn't help me now. So yeah. finding, you know, or published book is, books are probably the bigger thing. Yeah, I have an idea. It may take you ten years to put your idea on paper. <laughs> so yeah. I can't. Um, I can't keep meeting people who just have ideas. I need to meet people <laughs> who have written something. You know. Yeah. But I love it though because I, it's a great point that you brought up. We write that down. If they say in five years we're going to do this again, we write it yeah. down. And five years later, we plan on being here. And plan on asking them, you know, four years later, hey, you still doing that thing you said you were going to do five years ago? Because we'll still help you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but obviously it goes in the back burner. It's, it's like you have a four-year window where you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about that right now. And then, but you, if you're friends with a client or friends with somebody who's writing a book or whatever, you kind of keep up with them and exactly. there you go. Have you written anything? Yeah. <laughs> have you yeah. written anything? Have you written yeah, anything? Yeah, exactly. Just every now and can then. I hey. help, can I help you write something? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the book that you wrote. <laughs> I'm publishing it. Um, yeah, that's funny. But very cool. So I see, yeah, yeah. I say, I say, there's lots of different ways to do the same thing. And I think that's kind of the, the message here. Yeah. And, and that's really where I'm at. Like the last couple of years have been, you know, I left EPC in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I started three or four business lines since then. And then now they all have quality proof of concept this is the foundation is built now it's time to go get the sales right so, yeah. so that's kind of this is a good conversation this is right where i am yeah and that's awesome and so you know and then you get one huge sale and you're like oh gosh how are we going to do this and that's the best best and worst feeling and then you do it and then you get another one <laughs> and you get two and you're like okay cool now we're doing two huge things i think we have a plan oh we have three huge things now we have three th- we have three huge things yeah. <laughs> And yeah, you know, it's kind of like a, how, how are we going to do it? Uh, but you know, that's tomorrow next problems, yeah. you know, I don't have to worry about it today. So I'm all, I won't for my own exactly. health. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool. And yeah. What a fun conversation. And I guess oh, I just did it. It would be fun. <laughs> awesome. I do. I actually, I was told, um, I was in this mastermind group with Clarkson University recently mm-hmm. and I was the facilitator for our mastermind group. And I was actually told by the other people in the group that I was a good salesperson. I was like, wow, cool. I never thought anyone would say that about me. <laughs> same here, by the way. Same here. I, I never. Yeah. No, of course. Because it, it seems like the perception is used car salesman. That's what everyone thinks when you say salesman. And there's so many other ways yeah. of doing that that aren't sleazy or creepy or weird or whatever. Most of the time, it's just like you genuinely want to help people. And if you genuinely want to help people, they want to work with you. That's usually what it is. Yeah. And I think too, like a big key of it, because both of my business partners 
have no experience with it. And, and it's kind of like that, like sales, I can't do sales. And I'm like, it's not, you're not selling. You just, you talk about, you meet someone who has a problem and how you can solve it. That's it. Like, and even if I don't have to think about, so it's not focusing on what product I want to push, focus on what do they need done and can I do it? You know? Yeah. yeah. And so, so a lot of times what I'm selling evolves because I'm like, well, that's, 90% what I did already, but it's a little different. So just do it. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times there's the resources out there to help you. You know, it's strange to think about like, uh, you know, there's products that, that I helped win that I personally don't know anything about, but I know the client, I know the people, and I know that we have the ability to do the thing that we are bidding on. So there's all kinds of like ways to do it. And there's all kinds of, and I think one of the other keys here is sometimes you have to recognize that you're not the best person to sell to somebody. I had a, a mentor of mine tell me that once. He's like, and I think we may have even mentioned it a little bit, but like, he's like, he's a charming person. He was really great at sales, fantastic at really connecting with people. And he even said, he's like, I don't have, I don't connect with everybody. Not everyone likes my personality. Even if I have, you know, I'm outgoing and I'm easy to get along with. Some people are, will be put off by how outgoing I am. So if they want someone more reserved, they want someone a little bit quieter, then that's who we have to find. We have to find the right person for them because it's not me and it shouldn't be. So, you know, there's also a balance there. Sometimes personalities, that's really what it is. It's kind of like we talk about networking, right? It's, you know, you're not trying to get everyone to like you. You're trying to find people that you also like because it's yeah. super easy to keep up with people you like. It just is. And that's kind of the same thing yeah. with sales. It's, you know, find people you like, work with them, they work with you. Boom. There you go. I know. And a lot of times too, it's just like seeing someone and going, Oh, I can help you. And just having, and, and then no pressure. Right. I'm just here to tell you, like, if you need this, I yes, can help you with it. Exactly. And if not, and if I'm not the right person, I'll be the first person to exactly. say, you know, I'm not the right person, but having partners or other people just through networking that, you know, you know, mm -hmm. career coaching had somebody the other day ask me, like, I'm in the Netherlands. Can you help me with this? And, and I was like, well, I can, but but, you know, there are other people in the UK that would probably be mm -hmm. a little better. So, you know, try this. If it doesn't work, come back to me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's perfect. I mean, that's perfect. It's exactly right. Because you just don't say no. Say, I can't, but, you know, it's such a better answer. Right. And you can, yeah, you, you kind of engender yourself to them anyway. Oh, they're still trying to help me, even though they won't get anything out of it. Yeah. And it's kind and of a nice thing. Point, like people who can't, afford the service like what can you provide like for book publishing there's a whole landing page on how to do it yourself like if you can't mm -hmm. afford to get the help to do it you can do it yourself and, oh, wow. you know there's a million places to find the instructions but we also have it on our webpage. you know mm -hmm. so it, for the numerous times and we do once a year open up to like just for just for the sake of accessibility and, and offering help to everyone you know we once a year have an award Mm -hmm. I'm in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, the, you know, we open up an award to, to give a free publishing contract to mm -hmm. someone who has a book written, not an idea. But, you know, so whenever someone does approach you and says, I can't afford this right now, you know, you're also not really turning them away either completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how you can do that in the environmental space, like here yeah. for your own EIS, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but you know, there's always, there's always options for trying to do a project in different ways. There's ways to save money. There's ways to cut back yeah. on certain things, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a limit on that. 
that's a little different for us. It's hard to, to but there's grants too, right? Like if you have a project that isn't mm-hmm. like federally regulated, but just something you want to do, there's funding. Yeah. Yeah. There's always ways to find funding. Yes. And it's just a, even that could be a challenge, but you know, that's a whole another space and kind of a little bit different than, than almost a, everything we do. But yeah, I mean, the, the grant writing is, is a huge thing. One of my employees used to do that straight up. That was like what her job was, was to literally write grants to get projects so that they could do it. They were like a think tank, I think. Yeah. And not even related to the environmental should, field, but I just knew she was a good writer. So I hired her. Yeah. We should talk about that on another episode because yeah. that's what I did at APC. I was, our, oh, cool. I was the grant manager, but I also went and got grants. So I know both sides of that coin. Yeah. But yeah, I think for our many, many episodes, we've chatted yeah. enough. Maybe, yeah, maybe? I think you're right. <laughs> um, and I will end, like I say, so we have the a looming shutdown. And I hope very much that the government doesn't get shut down. There are going to be people, some of my friends who will be furloughed. So just keep that in mind. There's a lot of people who may not have paychecks while the government shut down. So think of them. If you know them, reach out. And yeah, I hope this is uh, doesn't happen. And if it does, I hope it's quick. So cheers yeah. everybody i know it's a more somber note to end on but I, I just wanted to say you know thinking of everybody that's our show thank you everyone for listening to us today please be sure to check us out each and every friday don't forget to subscribe rate and review see you everybody bye